the shadows you can hear the sounds The rumble of a hundred hellhounds Cries of the banshee, a terror of the windigo You all they can't see if they just know where to go It's the creature And I am your host of Supernatural Creatures and Lore, Dr. Chris. And I am Kat. And this week is our premiere episode, so if you tuned into our Christmas episode, that was the preview of what our podcast is about. It was very festive. Yes, it was very festive. And I need to make a major correction. Even though that was the only episode of Supernatural that's had a Christmas special entirely dedicated to it, the episode of Supernatural from last season where Sam is in the cage with Lucifer does open up with Crowley and Rowena celebrating Christmas. Uh-huh. And Santa Claus shows up and kills Crowley, and it's played by Mark Pellegrino, a.k.a. Lucifer. <laughs> so that's it. That was the only other, I think, Christmas-themed episode. They have, like, more than one Valentine's Day episode, which is hilarious. Yeah. You know, they had Cupid, and so which we'll get to, and they have uh, um, My Bloody Valentine. They'll have the uh, the one with the uh, the guy who's cheating on his wife with the babysitter and things yeah. like that. So, But uh, only the one, one Christmas episode. A small correction on what I said about being the only Christmas theme. <laughs> You'd think that they'd have more Christmas episodes since Christmas is such a huge holiday. Yeah. I mean, do other things like killer elves or something (laughs) cat do you have the episode synopsis for the pilot episode of supernatural in which we'll be covering the lady in white yes i do okay after not seeing him in two years sam winchester is suddenly visited by his big brother dean who insists that sam helps him to look for their father john who disappeared on his latest hunt for poltergeist sam accepts only after his brother promises that he'll be back in time for a crucial interview They trace their father's tracks for the woman in white, a spirit of a wife who killed her own children after finding out her husband committed adultery and now haunts and kills unfaithful men. She even attacks Sam, who is loyal to his girlfriend. Luckily, Dean, who needed nothing more than a paperclip to escape from a police arrest, they use fake identities and carry off their father's notes, arrive just in time. Sam decides to go back to Jessica and his normal life, but the welcome changes his life forever. And this is the episode that really kicks off their entire mission from start to a few false finishes. And they continue on uh, to this very day with this uh, family business of hunting demons, kicking ass, saving names. That sort of thing. Whatever Dean's Dean has a whole like has a whole like monologue of like the family business, which uh, oh yeah, yeah. That was I wasn't very well prepared to uh, repeat, but I want to give a shout out to somebody who came together with an amazing supernatural episode guide. This document appeared on Facebook on a group that I'm in called uh, Supernatural: The Road So Far podcast, which uh, which is a show that I was on last year for their episode the. Um, from season seven where they were introduced to uh garth in a the drunk ghost episode where you have to be drunk in order to see a ghost and during the podcast two of the three of us were heavily drinking (laughs) (laughs) kelly ewart is the woman who came up with the supernatural hunter's guide uh which is a uh, blessing and a half it covers most of the monsters from seasons one through nine and you can download it for free. She has it posted online. You can go to the Supernatural Road So Far 
group page podcast in order to uh, get a copy of it. And it has a great uh, amount of detail on the lore of the creatures from Supernatural, which we cover here on this podcast. So again, thank you to her for posting this because this will help us um, through the, uh, the many seasons of the show that we'll be covering with all of the different monsters. Do you know where in this guide she has posted about the woman in white? On page 22. Page 22. Okay, let's... We're so well prepared. We are. We are well prepared. It's just, <laughs> it's just sometimes technology wants to fucking bite us in the damn ass. So we have the woman in white. And um, according to this great guy, it says, a folk, uh, a folk tale with many variations. The most famous is a Mexican story of La Lorana, the sobering woman. And the story takes place a long ago when a beautiful Indian princess, Don A. Luis de la Vareras, I'm butchering that to no end, <laughs> fell, in with a, fell in love with a handsome Mexican nobleman named Don Nune de Monte Calaris. Wow. The princess loved the nobleman deeply and had two children by him, but refused to marry her. When he finally deserted her and married another woman, Donna Louise went mad with rage and stabbed her two children. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is kind of what happens in... The, the, the episode. Yeah, I believe she drowned her children in the bathtub mm-hmm. in the Supernatural episode. Yeah. Now, also, none of the lore I've been able, before I get back to the uh, the Hunter's Guide, none of the lore I was able to find out about the woman in white explains how to vanquish the woman in white. But on Supernatural, they don't exactly vanquish it like the way you normally do. The, the children, like, grab her and snuff her out. Yeah. Authorities found her wandering the streets, sobbing, and her clothes covered in blood. She was charged with uh, infanticide, which is the killing of your own children, and sent to the gallows. Ever since, it is said that the ghost of La Lorena walks the country at night in her bloody dress, crying out for her murdered children. If she finds any child, she's likely to carry it away with her to a uh, to the nether regions where her own spirit dwells. Her constant weeping is the reason for her name. In some cases, according to the tale, she will kidnap wandering children or children who disobey their parents. And then goes on to say, a woman white is a type of ghost or spirit, a supernatural creature that commonly kidnaps men or even children after suffering from love issues and committing suicide when alive. They have existed for centuries and have appeared in Hawaii, Mexico, the United States as well. They combine in Supernatural the two different uh, lores. It's uh, yeah. her husband cheated on her and she drowned her children. Mm-hmm. Now, did she drown her children because her husband cheated on her? Did you watch the episode recently? Was because her husband cheated and she... Tries to get Sam to... Because she, like, she she goes after that um, the guy, picks her up, who's on the phone with his girlfriend. Yeah. And then he looks over and she's got some cleavage showing and she he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get laid tonight, even though <laughs> I just got done talking to my girlfriend. And they drive to the abandoned uh, farm and he's like, you you live here? Like, starts getting all up. You know, she he turns around and she's gone and then she appears next to him and she gets in his lap and then next thing you know, it's the blood splattered against the window. Uh-huh. And she tries to do the same thing to Sam, but he's, you know, this is, um, his girlfriend is still alive at the time mm-hmm. and he's like, I've never cheated on my girlfriend. And she's like, oh, you will. And I always thought that was kind of like bad writing of just like, well, what are you going to do with a guy that's completely faithful to his girlfriend and not going to cheat on her with a ghost? Yeah. You're just going to just push it into like, oh, well, she's just going to kill you anyway? Yeah, that was... I never understood that. <laughs> it's like, um, there was a movie uh, uh, that came out a few years ago where um, <clears throat> some kids play a uh, game, a horror video game. And the, in the, if you die in the game, you can die in real life. Mm-hmm. And everyone always asked, well, would, you, would you stop playing the game? <laughs> and the game still finds a way to kill them, even though no one's playing it. Yeah, it's 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 kind of like a plot line that 
does not need to be like dragged out, but they, they do anyway for the sake of we need to fill an hour and a half or we need to fill 40 minutes of some television show. The logic is gone. They just needed a movie. Yeah, the, it's it's completely just absolutely redundant. Um, in the uh, Supernatural, the official companion season one by Nicholas Knight, which we referred to for the, uh, thir- the last episode, the Christmas special, Nicholas Knight for Titan Books wrote seven of these Supernatural episode guides, which are fantastic. Unfortunately, they weren't selling really well, so they stopped making them after season seven, uh, which is a shame because the show kind of went picked back up again after season seven. <laughs> you have to look. You only have to look as far as the simplest, cheapest, and arguably most popular Halloween costume ever made. A sheet thrown over your head with two eye holes cut out to be reminded that ghosts are usually depicted as being draped in flowing white garments. What makes the woman in white memorable is that she is beautiful and haunts roadways. And then, of course, they begin to go into the same explanation that we found here. One thing I do like about this Hunter's Guide is they also list the powers and abilities and weaknesses. Do you have that on your screen? This, this is literally a godsend for the show that we're doing. Do you want to read it? Oh, sure. Okay. According to this, it says her powers and abilities are, as ghosts, they possess enhanced strength and speed, invisibility and telekinesis and other abilities, such as being able to teleport or manipulate the area that surrounds them. Weaknesses, ghosts can be disrupted by iron and rock salt. Um, I spoke to a ghost um, hunter, and they don't ever dispatch of ghosts, so uh, that is always made up for fiction. I can't uh, find uh, any other uh, true-life lore about how to vanquish a ghost. Um, a lot of this, of course, is made up for the show by Eric Kripke's original Bible for Supernatural. Um <clears throat> I think also in John Winchester's journal by Alex Irvine, there is some supernatural lore about a woman in white, which I thought I had marked, but I think I only have the Wendigo marked as well. This uh, woman, La Lorraine, La, 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 La Llorona. La Llorona, thank you. Uh, she has uh, like tons of stuff about her, including her own Wikipedia page. And you know you've yeah. made it when you get your own Wikipedia page. There's a woman in white and all sorts of different uh, cross cultures, such as Slavic mythology in Russia, yes. Brazil. I love how they list on one of the philosophy websites, they list the episode of Supernatural as being uh, Constance, yeah. as being uh, the, uh, the the media representation of the woman in white. Who was it that played the woman in white in this episode? Do you still have the IMDb page up? Yes, I okay. do. It was... Sarah Shahi, is that how you pronounce it? I probably butchered that too. What else has she appeared in? She has appeared in... They really do a good job of making her being up like this voluptuous, like beautiful... Uh, tragic-looking woman because they put her in this yeah. like, very pretty dress. They, you know, they they make her look like haunting in certain scenes, but in other scenes she looks like a runway supermodel. Yeah. Um, so they really wanted to drive the point of being um, just a uh, you know a, a, a ghost that that men would find uh, very attractive. She's appeared in lots of TV series. Uh, Drew Pitch, Person of Interest. Guns for Hire, Chicago Fire, The Congress, just lots lots and lots of stuff. Like, there's a whole list of stuff that she's been in. 
in certain areas of Spain, you can actually go to a uh, woman in white uh, retelling kind of re- recreation. Have you ever been to downtown Salem when they do like the recreation of the Salem witch trials? Yeah. They have a woman in the streets who be like going up to passerbyers being like, help me, help me, they're <laughs> going to hang me and stuff like that. And she's all like distraught. And then there's like a town preacher like calling her out and calling her a whole bunch of names and people walking by like, what is going on? That it's would like, frighten me. <laughs> oh, it's so awesome to see because they're so like in character with what they do. I would love to see, like, a woman in white, like, stage thing where, you know, you, like, drive down the road and some woman, like, some type of, like, ghostly flowing, like, robes, like, walks by the side of the road, you know? And, yeah, that would be cool. And maybe there's, like, a camera crew who's, like, trying to film to see if you'll, like, pick her up or help her. Uh-huh. That would be awesome to do. Like, uh, uh, those hidden video things where they don't suspect you're doing. Kind of like the one that came out, I think it was, like, a last, no, it was the year Jurassic World came out. They had the uh, the guy dressed up in the uh, Velociraptor costume coming after people in the parking garage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I would love to do a whole stage of, like, the woman in white, you know, having a woman, like, on the side of the road, very beautiful, very tranquil, like, you know, see if people will, you know, give her a ride or not. (laughs) 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 She's also appeared on Grimm, which is another show that I absolutely adore. And if it wasn't for Supernatural, we probably wouldn't have Grimm. Uh, she was a monster of the week in in that. I'm kind of surprised considering, like, Grimm is usually about... Um, nothing to do with ghosts, but they did stick her on there. There was a Mexican film in 1973 called Ley Natus, Leyendas, uh, Macabras de la Colonia. <coughs> Mentioned in a bunch of programs that you would find on uh, uh, Mexican uh, television networks and such. It's uh, not a character or a spirit used very often in... Um, you know, American uh, folklore or movies or things like that. The Curse of the Crying Woman in 1961 was one American film. Did you ever see Mama? No, I didn't. Have you heard of this? Yes, I have. <laughs> That's a very similar to The Woman in White, even though she's not wearing white and she does look like a... She, they don't make her look beautiful in any way. She's a uh-huh. haggard, like, you know, like, crickle, cr- crinkly, just hideous, ugly creature that mm-hmm. has protected these two children um, since they were abandoned in the woods. And they keep calling out to her, and she follows them and goes after Jessica Chaston, who's the, like, new young, you know, girlfriend to the elder husband. That's really cool. <clears throat> I think these are actually, I think in that, like, those are his kids, and his wife, like, ran away with the kids, and he never saw them again until they were found, uh-huh. you know, years later. Um, so now he's got to be a father to these kids and his new, you know, 20-something-year-old girlfriend uh it's worth checking out it's guillermo del toro um jessica chaston is fantastic in it uh the only complaint it has that she had like tattoos like all over her arms and you could tell that they were sleeves yeah (laughs) she had these lines around her wrists (laughs) i did see it one time at the universal studios haunted uh, house uh horror nights if you've ever been down there if you said you've been to california you ever gone out to the universal studios haunted attraction out there i never went to the haunted attraction because i went there like in the middle of the summer. Oh, yeah, they definitely wouldn't have it then. Yeah, what's interesting, what we mentioned before, is it seems like there's some sort of lore about a woman in white in almost every culture. Mm-hmm. Like, there's all these different names for her. The white lady, the lady in white, the weeping woman, La Llorona, running lady, the silk lady, Rizolka, and white witch. The white witch, that sounds like something I'd play in a Final Fantasy game. Yeah. <laughs> Like the white mage or something. Oh, I'm going to be the white witch, and she's going to summon, like, 12 spells of disaster at you and such. Yeah, and the white witch in Narnia. <laughs> yes, yeah, played by uh, Tilda Swinson, right? 
Yeah, wasn't it Tilda Swinson? I'm not sure. I think so. Yeah, I think I think that was her because there was like two ladies in white in Narnia, right? It was just the one. There was just the evil one. Yeah, it okay. was just the the witch. I think that was played by Tilda Swinson, uh, who was recently in Doctor Strange, who played the ancient one. I think that was her. Yeah. Yeah, she's got those like haunting dead eyes and such, which are really like really just absolutely uh and she's got that voice um a great film to watch her in uh check out the uh the vampire movie she did with um loki uh tom hiddleston only lovers left alive amazing another interesting thing that i found um you could almost connect the woman in white story all the way back to greek mythology there was a story about a libyan queen named lamia who was sort of the mistress of zeus and Hera found out that he and her were together and she killed Lamia's children and Lamia going mad from having lost all her children ripped, this is pretty gruesome, ripped out her own eyes and um, Zeus then turned her into a monster and she would spend the rest of eternity taking revenge on people by killing other people's children, which I thought was kind of similar because yeah, I thought it was kind of similar because it has to do with once again, like a woman going through a tragedy because her lover did something to her and she lost her children. So now she's spending the rest of eternity taking revenge on others. One thing I don't understand is that the woman in white uh, is pretty much uh, a Mexican ghost story. That's yeah. the thing I found, but it's listed on American folklore on the American folklore website. There is some American lore about it. There's a story revolving around... Yellowstone National Park that there is a woman in white that haunts the old faithful in there. They kind of do this again later on um, and we'll touch upon I don't know if we'll touch upon it again and I might just mention it now we might skip the episode when it comes up but uh, there's an episode where Sam and Dean are trying to take a ghost home that she doesn't know she's a ghost until she gets home. They have to yeah. show her. She's a good ghost, and she's trying to escape like a bad ghost. It, that's kind of almost very similar, uh, whereas this ghost knows that she's a ghost maybe, but yeah. in that episode she doesn't know she's a ghost. There's the one thing you have to realize about the Supernatural. There's a ton of ghost episodes, so we might be skipping some of them based on like how much information actually is out there and how much uh, time we have to fill in the episode. So if we do skip an episode, we will probably let you know the week before we uh, record that we're going to be skipping to this new thing or like there's a new type of demon that we can cover. But that hitchhiking episode, oh, that woman, she plays Lucifer's mom, God's wife on Lucifer now. She was on Battlestar Galactica. She played six. Oh, wow. Yeah. Trisha Helfer. Trisha Helfer was the woman in that episode. And that was a big... I remember when that episode debuted, that was... Uh, it was even... T- the commercial had it tagged as Battlestar Galactica's Trisha Helfer guest stars on Supernatural. So that was like a big... You know, a lot of people tuned in for it because Battlestar Galactica was in its third season at the time that episode aired. And that that was also the first episode of the anime show. Wait, which one? Did, oh, yeah. Oh, did yeah. you ever watch the anime? Yeah, a little bit. It's hit or miss. Um, sometimes the episodes are great, and sometimes they're not. The animation is okay, but when you don't have the actor who plays Dean doing the voice, except for in the last two episodes, and it's just Sam, yeah. it it's a little off putting. He uh, there's a funny bit in it where um, they are they don't have enough uh, dry wood to start a fire to burn the bone to burn the the remains of the evil ghost and dean takes off all his clothes whatever (laughs) and he's like freezing to death he's just like standing by the fire trying to get the the fire burn because it's the only thing that's dry in the house (coughs) 
Um, and then every episode of the anime show ended with um, a Japanese cover of Carry On My Wayward Son, which you could definitely tell was not Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to add to the Women in White episode? Well, we covered there's a lot of Mexican lore yeah. on it. There's a lot of lore from other cultures. In um, Slavic lore, the Woman in White is known as the Rizalka, and there's many of them. They're water nymphs who are the spirits of girls who have died before they were done with their time on earth so now they roam the earth trying to finish up do their unfinished business and usually they lure men to their river and drown the men eric kripke says in the episode guide uh, that all of the stories of the woman in white are, are very old that inspired this episode so he takes it from a collection different pieces to make their own i just combined them to create that particular vengeful spirit the story of the vanishing hitchhiker is one of the most well-known urban legends which is why i wanted to start with it in the pilot but to give her more motivation and flesh her out and give her a little bit more characterization we use the elements of la 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 llorona thank you they say the vanishing hitchhiker may have been uh inspired by her so there's actually a culture connection between them there's a great series of gothic stories that uh, i read when i was very little uh which is a documentary coming out soon called uh scary stories to tell in the dark and one of them is a version of the vanishing hitchhiker. They uh, they get to the house, you know, to drop her off and say, you know, she's not there. And they're like, have you ever heard of, the, you know, this woman? She wanted to go home, whatever. And the woman or the husband who comes to the door is just like, oh, she's been dead for 10 years. What you had was a ghost. In Pee-wee's uh, big adventure, Pee-wee Hermit gets picked up by Large Marge, and he's just like, Large Marge spent me, went, sent me when he gets to the diner. And they're like, Large Marge has been dead for ten years. It was the worst accident I ever did see. What you saw was, and the entire diner says in unison, a ghost! <laughs> When uh, she drops Pee Wee Herman off, she says, uh, tell him Large Marge sent you. And he's like, Large Marge? Yes. And then she, like, freaks out her face in this very, like, claymation animation style. And just her tongue bugs out, her eyes bug out, her hair, like, is all stringy. And I remember as a kid, it always frightened me to see that scene. And then when Pee Wee looks at the diner, there's a picture of, like, in remembrance of Large Marge on the, uh, on the wall. <laughs> But after she drops him off, she drives away. She's all like, ah! <laughs> so she's this, like, old woman truck driver who had a horrible accident. Her spirit now drives her truck down the road. Oh, wow. <laughs> so something else that happens in this episode that I just want to point out real quick before we end this, uh, at the uh, the first episode of Creatures and Lore, is that uh, the, the woman in white takes possession of baby. It, taking possession of an inanimate object and drive, you know, drives baby towards the brothers. Um, that's not something that she is known to do in any of the actual real American or Mexican folklore of this spirit. At yeah. All. So that's completely made up for the show as well. Yeah. Um, well, that is it for the first episode of Supernatural Creatures and Lore, The Woman in White. This was, again, from the pilot episode. Um, we'd like to thank everyone for checking out, checking it out. Also like to thank Jess O'Lantern, again, for creating our song for us for our show, which will premiere at the beginning of every single episode. You can join our group page on Facebook, Supernatural Creatures and Lore, where you can interact with the hosts. This episode will be on iTunes, Google Play, and on uh, my site, RadioHard.com. 
And we also have Twitter, which is run by Kat. Yes. Which will be tweeted out a lot more soon. Oh, yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So what's the Twitter? The Twitter is Supernatural Creature Lore. I know I had to improvise with that. No, that's fine. That's totally (laughs) fine. But we're going to be sending out lots of tweets. Yes, lots. Uh, what other website do I want to plug? Oh, Kat has a YouTube page. Which I has got do. adorable videos. It oh, shows yeah. her amazing editing skills. <laughs> I, listen, I suck at editing videos. And the fact that I, what I saw in your video where you're like, and I was really tired. Then it shows you like this picture of you in bed. I was, <laughs> and then it cuts right back to you. That was really good. Your cuts were so precise. Well, I've been working on it for like five years now. <laughs> you worked on that one video for no, five years? No, I've been working on oh, video editing okay. for five years. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's a very big hobby of mine. But my YouTube channel is Cat Loves Cats. And my YouTube channel is Radio of Horror. And tune in in a couple weeks where we cover the Wendigo. Thank you, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs> and Happy New Year, by the way. It's, it's happy New, New Year. Yes, Happy New Year. 2016 is finally over. Yes. Hooray. Yes, yes. Awesome. Good night, everybody. Goodbye. In the shadows you can hear the sounds The rumble of a hundred hellhounds Cries of the banshee, a terror of the wind go You all that can't see if they just know where to go It's the creature whoa, whoa. It's the creature